Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Welcome back to another Sing Better. Wait a minute, I used that one last time, didn't I? Hey, welcome back to another Sing Better Fast podcast. You better leave that on there, Benny. Uh, Jamie <laughs> Vendera here, Ben Valen. I about messed that up too. <laughs> I'm thinking too much. I'm really, I shouldn't even be talking after what I just did to my partner. We were getting ready to record, and um, I said, your mic's not working. What we take at half an hour? Nope. Try a different mic. No, nope, there must be some kind of setting in your in your computer. Something's wrong. And I looked down and realized my iOS, my IO2 input, my Lisa's IO2, I had it set wrong to where everything that he was saying to me was muffled. <laughs> so it was Man, all I was pretty my frustrated. Fault. Yeah, you could just see it. And, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. You want to go ahead and record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we talked for like half an hour and I'm just stressing out over this mic and then oh whoops. Uh and actually we were we were talking about the the so we have a, a newsletter for those who don't know that's that people get as part of the Vendera Vocal Academy. It's called the Motivated Vocalist Newsletter and it comes out every Monday and we just email it out. And it's a few pages long. Jamie and I write a few articles for it. But anyway, so we were talking about articles that we were going to write for the upcoming ones and stuff. And then Jamie says, oh, wait, never mind. Uh, we can just go ahead and record now. I was just so frustrated. But a tip there <laughs> is so recording for this podcast is in a way a performance for Jamie and me. And so I had to like quickly just get over the frustration because now it's showtime. And so whenever you as the singer go to perform, you can have some frustrating stuff happen. You can have bad traffic. You can have rude people. You can have your warm up cut short, you know, rehearsal before the actual performance can go a little awry. You need to be able to recover quickly. That way you can put on a good show when it actually starts. So I tied in a little lesson to, the, to all of that. You know me, I want to finish that lesson because you remind me when my last TV show I done, uh, and I, I, I know I shared this with you, but it was in Amsterdam and during rehearsal, I never break a wine glass because this is extremely hard on your voice, but I prep, I show them how it's done. I'll scream. And then the, the lady producer came out, said, you know what? We want you to go ahead and break one. I'm like, well, contractually, I don't have to, um, I got to break three for the show. I'm not going to do it. Well, yeah, we want you to break one. I said, all right, well, you might only get two for the show because now you're putting that pressure on my cords. Well, no, we want one now. We want three later. I said, you need to make up your mind. And then the main producer came out to leave him alone. So little did I know, she festered up this uh, see, this uh, cloud of doubt. And everyone's thinking, oh, my God, he can't really break it. Except the agent that hired me and has watched you know, dozens of videos. So I get up, and there's like five, 600 people in the crowd. You know, A couple hours later, getting ready to walk one. I'm feeling great. I'm in great voice. And she grabs me by the face and says, don't let me down. I'm counting on you. You talk about pressure. I was so angry. I wanted to choke this one. <laughs> I have better manners than that. I walk out and I got to see the TV show and I'm watching it and I'm talking to the host and you could see it on my face. Even though I'm straight faced, you could see I'm really aggravated. And it was, I was nervous. I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able to break three wine glasses in like a minute? And But when I got up there, I put it all out. Bam, bam, bam. 
It's probably one of the best performances I've ever done. So, yeah, you have to be ready to go on a moment's notice, which brings us to our topic, which is something completely different. <laughs> ben, so on a, on, on a related note, here's a topic that is in no way related to what we were just <laughs> talking about. <laughs> what are we covering? So interesting topic and one of my favorite topics, and that is the idea of you could use the word branding for it. What I recommend for quite a lot of singers is a lot of us sort of in a way kind of live in the future fantasy of of becoming you know, lead singers of bands or having solo records out and stuff like that. But what I recommend, what I'd suggest to our listeners is let's try to make that more real now. And so a couple of ways we can do that. One is simply getting a logo designed. If you have a name for your band, your future band, or you have a current band and you haven't really done any, you know, marketing materials, or if you want to do solo, you know, you want to do solo performances later on, get a cover designed for an album, get a logo designed, get something designed, and then you can look at that every day. You can set it as your background on your phone. You can set it as your background on your computer. You could print it out even. That is a way to remind yourself of what you're... Rhino, Ben's dog doesn't like this topic. You don't like branding. <laughs> my, my dog is, is whining a bit. So it's a way to remind yourself that you're in this for real and you can do it. So I just want to suggest that you go ahead and do that. And, you know, there are places where you can get that done. Not too expensive. Um, if you have a friend or family member who is, you know, in graphic design or going to school for art or something, um, you know, they can draw something for you and it's, it's really nice. It's a good way to keep yourself going. And for the sing better fast podcast, that's actually what I did. Um, we had a designer come up with some designs for the podcast artwork as well as the website. And I, for a while, I just had those set as my background picture, uh, on my desktop to kind of remind me what I'm doing and what I'm supposed to be focusing on. No, you know, it reminds me. Uh, being an old man, uh, it reminds me of being in high school way back in the 80s before, you know, I really got into computers and, you know, had our sheet of paper there. And we're always like coming up with band names. Chained Angel is one of my bands. Pretty Wicked, Valhalla. And, you know, we're designing pictures and trying to change the font because like Metallica was big, you know, and how they have their font. So that is a great start we don't want it to be the ends and like uh actually in the the, the newsletter we do for vva i actually kind of wrote on this about a lot of singers they just want to live the dream and they don't want to live the work so having your logo is a way to help you live the dream now but you still have to be motivated and working towards making that a possibility you know you got this this great logo now don't do like some singers or bands I've seen who's they slap it all over Facebook and say, look, my new band, Harry Dog, is out now. And that's it. Maybe they throw up a Facebook page. Maybe they throw up a picture of a rehearsal in the basement. And that's it. You know, they're not working on recording or, or putting anything together. So we want it to be a staple for you to get you into that mindset that, hey, I can be more than just rehearsing with the guys at the house. We can take this to the next level and being prepared and having things like your, your brand logo uh, done ahead of time can be a great motivator. One of the topics we talked about in the most recent newsletter, the Motivated Vocalist newsletter, we talked about the single biggest reason singers fail. That's actually the article that I wrote, and that was in the April 3rd, 2017 
issue of the newsletter. So if you're in the academy, you should have gotten an email for that. Uh, if you didn't, you can just email one of us and we'll be able to send it over to you. But anyway, the single biggest reason singers fail, a big part of it is not being sufficiently dedicated to the idea of improving your voice and becoming a professional serious singer. That's a very big part of it. I'm just going to quote something. I'm going to quote myself, <laughs> something I wrote in the newsletter. And here's the quote. As a singer to succeed, you must think and act in ways that are in line with what you want to achieve. You must immerse yourself physically and metaphorically in the life of a serious singer. And so that's one of the things that a logo does. It's not the only thing you can do. It's not in and of itself going to be sufficient. Uh, but along the same lines, uh, some singers already do this. But this next one is sort of dressing in a way that is in line with sort of your professional singer persona. So if you want to go into, you know, sing for a rock band, you know, a lot of singers already do this where they're going to wear, you know, rock band type of clothing, <clears throat> either just as everyday wear um, or whenever they go out or maybe like go to concerts or whatever. A lot of singers will also, you know, wear shirts that have the logos or names of their favorite bands as sort of a way to remind themselves of what they're trying to do. And you may or may not consciously do this, but by wearing the attire that matches what you're trying to do with your voice, that sort of subconsciously encourages you to stick to it. Um, and so I have shirts for one of I have a shirt for one of my favorite bands, the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. And so, you know, I wear that a fair bit. And that's just one more way that you can remind yourself. And so every time I put the shirt on, you know, I look in the mirror, see, oh, yeah, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. That's my favorite band. Oh, yeah, the singer. He sounds awesome. Oh, th they have that one song that I love. And so it's just another way to sort of metaphorically immerse yourself in the life of a singer. I do the same thing. I mean, I've got... Uh, you watch half our videos, it's you know, Dream Theater, ACDC, or Guns N' Roses, or uh, some shirt like that. But <laughs> it kind of reminds me, remember when I lived in Hollywood and went to Musicians Institute, and right on Hollywood Boulevard, there were probably umpteen uh, rock star clothes shops. So back then, you know, Poison and Motley Crue, uh, Warrant, these were like the big bands, Bon Jovi. <clears throat> so you had all the studded leather bracelets, the tattered jeans, the spandex. Uh, so, you know, back then, everyone was trying to live that. You know, that's what they thrived to do because they wanted to be the next big band on Hollywood Boulevard or on the Sunset Strip. However, for you as a singer, um, number one, if you let's just take spandex for example now no nobody's wearing spandex anymore unless you're in um uh, you know some ladies covered band but see you're not here's the thing though like they, it's a good thing that this is audio rather than video because then they would see i'm wearing a spandex like a yeah. bright pink spandex onesie i was wondering i mean we laughed about it and talked but now i you're getting into character i get it um so <laughs> you know you you still have for me, when I when I do TV shows, I even though I, I am me, uh, if you know me and you're you're in the Vendera Vocal Academy and you've hung with me on the Hangouts, you know I'm just I'm just a low down crazy country boy from Southern to High. I don't I don't perceive to be more than what I am. However, when I'm on a TV show, I get into this state of mind where I'm a different persona. I'm a rock star when I go to do the job that I'm doing. So when you do start buying your rock clothes, a lot of times they're not going to be like what you'd wear to your day job. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, right. you know, you got to kind of look like that. And then I know where you're heading with this, Benny, but I, I think that you have to really study um, the artist that you aspire to be like. I'm not saying you want to be the next Alter Bridge or, or whoever, but still what you want to look at them. You want to go to their concerts or look at live uh, videos or music videos of the bands that you could see yourself touring with and opening with. Uh, and because if you were in a band, um, I can't remember the name of the band that does the parody of the eighties music tiger. Um, I can't, I can't believe they slipped my mind, uh, right off. The, oh, it's going to drive me nuts now. Uh, anyway, um, they wear spandex and the cut up shirts because that's what they're trying to do. If they were in a grunge band, they wouldn't be wearing pink spandex. They'd be wearing flannel red shirts, you know, and, and, yeah. and jeans. So you really need to look at the genre. Maybe you're into old time Southern old country. Well, then you might be wearing spurs and a cowboy hat. You know, you're not going to be wearing, uh, you know, flannel shirt. So you do got to do a little research and see what would fit into what you're you're wearing and what you're doing. Similar to this, uh, you mentioned, you know, studying the uh, studying the bands and groups and singers that you most likely want to, you know, tour with or something. I've actually went on YouTube a fair bit and I've searched just the name of, you know, Jared Leto, uh, the singer for 30 Seconds to Mars. And I just looked for like live question and answer sessions where he just talks to people. Um, or I've seen like sort of they have like sometimes there's like video clips of backstage and someone is on their phone recording and talking to the artists or whatever. And you can get sort of a, a feel for who they are. But you can also, based on the words they're saying, get sort of an understanding of how they perceive what they're doing. And so you you get the opportunity to sort of see who they are as people, and you also get to see how they perform, and you can sort of use that as clues. So whenever you go to perform, and whenever you are... Whenever you're hit on the stage, yeah, yeah. You know, Ben, it... Um... It's almost when you're talking about branding and, and the logo and the clothing, it almost leads you into you have to brand yourself. So it's not just about wearing the clothes. Um, you know, if you're a and I only say this because where I listen to rock, if you're a headbanger and you're swinging your hair around, um, but that's not what you're doing. You're, you're doing, you know, in um, sync. You're in a boy band. Uh, you're not going to be headbanging. So you, you really also have to study the way that they move on stage. You want some of that same energy because in a way that's a, that's a point of branding. And yeah. for me, I mean, we used to do it, even like we filmed it uh, beyond a stage presence video. And I had three of my best friends, and we called the band Vendera, wrote some songs to do this concert. And Tim, the drummer, actually had the Vendera logo printed up and put on his drum riser. So, like, you know, when you get your logo done and you're rehearsing in a garage or a basement, you may consider spending a little money and having a drum head made with that logo or maybe even like an eight foot backdrop or six foot backdrop. So it's there, it's in your mind as you're playing and there's nothing yeah. wrong with even dress rehearsal. You could be wearing the clothes that you're going to wear on stage when you're rehearsing. So you get into that mindset and then brand your moves, brand the way that you move again, study other artists on YouTube and like, Oh, well that genre, uh, that singer is always sliding across. I hit my microphone, always sliding across the floor on his knees. Maybe I should practice that move because that's a way to kind of brand who I am right. as a persona on stage. So there is yeah. quite a bit to this. Yeah. Whenever I watch music videos, uh, or live performance videos, I 
try to watch pretty closely what the singers are doing. I also look at what all the other musicians are doing as well. Uh, there might be some sort of group dynamic for how they're presenting themselves. They might all, you know, swing their hair around at the chorus or, you know, the instrumental or whatever. Um, so it's really kind of interesting to sort of pick up tips uh, sort of indirectly just by observation that way. No, I, you know, absolutely. Um, my guitarist now, Scott Stith, we've been together. We've been married for like 26 years. We've been together for so long, I feel like he's my wife. Um, we were in a band together back in 91 called Chained Angel with some really great guys that I still love to this day. And I remember we were doing uh, Rock Candy, which was a Montrose song, but we are doing like the Bullet Boys version. And it was kind of a sensual song in a way so there was a part where i'm i'm getting to the right to the guitar solo and i dropped down on the the ground and uh david noble the other guitar player he kind of put his leg on my uh back and like he's pumping me to the ground and we always had this move uh you know this sensual move kind of locked into what we were doing because it was a kind of a branding thing the way i would dance i would move around like a snake david had a wireless and he would fling his guitar around his back that was the big thing back in the 80s uh like warrant used to do that a lot uh, winger and bands like that so you know I, i'm not you guys are probably laughing it's like oh this 80s dude but it, it, you know it doesn't matter whatever you're doing you need to study what the others who came before you are doing so that you can kind of have a little bit of a guide towards branding yourself. Now, we don't want you to be a, a copycat. Of course, a lot of these moves, they're not trademarked. You can do whatever you want to do, but it'll help to lead you towards an individuality as you start growing uh, and understanding who you are as a performer. So you got to think about everything and prep this before you actually get out on the road. You want to have that logo. You want to have that look. You want to have these stage moves down. Yeah, for sure. Some performers... They are very interactive with the audience. They'll walk down into the audience, into the crowd. Some of them will jump on the crowd. May or may not be a good idea. Um, and, you know, a lot of them will, they'll share the mic. They'll point the mic at the, at the audience or they'll go to someone in the front row and put the mic to them so they can, you know, sing a part or whatever. All of that interactive stuff is a pretty good way to sort of build rapport with your audience. But... It's, it's also a great way to connect on a deeper level. Like these are people who are listening to you, who like you, who are entertained or inspired by you um, as you're performing. And getting to that point, to the point where you can interact with your audience that way, it requires a fair bit of effort and it requires a fair bit of time and energy to actually get your skills and get your band to that point and so you can sort of look forward to being able to do that i was just watching some youtube videos of you know it was it was some times that singers had put an put the mic to someone in the audience and then the audience member sang a few lines of the song and so one was like beyonce and so beyonce singing her song she puts the mic to someone right in the front row and the woman she put the mic to sang beautifully it was like wow that's so cool and then, um, and then Michael Bublé did the same. A lot of singers have done this. But what that does is it's, an, it's a special moment for the, the audience member. And it's a special moment for you as the performer. And so being on the other side of that, being the one sharing the mic, you know, sharing the spotlight with someone, that's, I'd imagine, a fantastic feeling. Well, it also builds your fan base. <laughs> <laughs> for definitely, <laughs> but it, it leaves these these singers who Beyonce and Bublé had shared the mic with. They will never 
forget that concerts. Right. Uh, all their albums will be bought by those two people. Uh, they will brag about them on Facebook, on social media, everywhere because they had that experience. And really, yeah. what is a concert? You're going there. I almost wish it could be more intimate, you know, but usually there's thousands of people in the room. But your job as an artist and as a brand is to share yourself in a way with everyone in the audience. I know I've told this story before, so I'll make it quick, but um, I wanted to be a front man because of going to see David Lee Roth and uh, they actually filmed a video in Huntington, West Virginia for one of the videos. I think it was off Eat Him and Smile. He's coming across the crowd on the surfboard and he's singing, he's pointing down. And I went, I shook my head like me and pointed at myself and he, he gave me the thumbs up like, yeah, you and pointed right at me. However, and I always say this, Probably the 50 people around me did the same exact thing, but, <laughs> but he knows how to connect to the audience and yeah. make them understand and connect and make them feel special. And that that's what did it for me. Yeah, for sure. And so that is special for the audience member. And it's also special for the performer, like being able to connect that way and becoming skilled enough and getting your you know, your musical group together to the point where you can do that. That's a goal for you, um, or it should be um, if you want to perform live, because that's that's where you want to end up, right? So anyway, I think I do want to go ahead and wrap this one up. We actually have a couple more to record yeah. after this. Well, just to recap really quick. So we want you to brand yourself. Go out, yeah. figure out what the name of your band is. Get get a logo made. You must know a graphic designer, or you can find there's all kinds of sites online where you can get some graphic design done. Um, start deciding what clothes you would wear, and this is not just for you, the singer, but for the whole band. Have this conversation with the whole band. Start studying videos, the whole band, so they know how the guitar player should act, the drummer should act, the singer should act, because it needs to be that tight. If you want to brand yourself. It's so much about the visual. You don't believe me? Uh, go check out Star Sets. One of my students, Dustin Bates. You watch their live show and you see how they branded themselves with the the visual and the the outer space suits and all that crazy stuff. You'll understand why they're so popular. So that's yeah, all I can say. There's another band uh, I saw live a few years ago. I was going to the the Norva. It's a a venue in Norfolk, Virginia, and there was a band there opening for the band Seosin, which is who I went to go see. The band was called I Alaska. And their theme was they were all dressed up like in winter clothes. Like they're on the stage, you know, and I imagine it was really hot. So they probably practiced a lot wearing like big winter jackets and hoodies and snow goggles and all sorts of stuff like that. But I thought that was a pretty cool brand for them. And I Alaska, you know, Alaska, obviously cold. And so that sort of stuck with me. And I did end up, you know, buying all their CDs and stuff that they were selling. And, and I still quite enjoy listening to them. Because their but, brand grabbed you. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. So I guess that's it for this one. Um, we're going to go ahead, take a short break, and we're going to record the next couple of episodes. Hope everyone found some value in this. And yeah, I guess that's it. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.